0: Good morning. We have been in this series, A Savior is Born, and today I want to preach from the subject, Don't Miss Christmas. As I said, this is the third message in this series, A Savior is Born. Uh, In the first message, we looked at surprised by hope, how in a world that was dark and desperate in a very state of despair, God surprised the world with the birth of his Savior And the world was surprised by hope. We discovered that you and I, too, can be surprised by hope when we keep our sight on the Savior, when we recognize our source for this hope is God himself, and that the supplier of our hope is the Holy Spirit. Then the second message, we looked at how to worship the Savior. And we looked at the wise men who came far from the East, bringing gifts to worship the Lord with. Uh, We learn from them that uh, if we want to adequately worship the Savior, we need to do like they did. We need to seek the truth. Uh, We ought to experience the joy. God used a star to guide them, and we recognize that we can enhance our joy this Christmas season by remembering those persons or those things that led us to the knowledge of Jesus Christ as our Savior and Lord. And then we ought to receive the gift. And you can tell how you feel about the gift by how you treat the gift giver. On next Lord's Day, which will be Christmas Sunday, we're going to talk about the gift of peace. That's God's gift to you and me. How we have peace from God, we have peace with God, and we can have peace with one another. Today we want to focus on don't miss Christmas. I'm almost embarrassed to say that because you would think that it would be hard to miss Christmas. I mean, for the last month, you've been bombarded with Christmas decorations, Christmas lighting, Christmas parties, Christmas cards, Christmas carols, Christmas hymns in every store, Christmas gifts, Christmas shopping, Christmas carolers, or even Christmas pageants. How in the world is it possible to miss Christmas in this day and age? More importantly, you've been bombarded constantly with TV commercials about Christmas advertisements, and yes, those beloved sales. Is it really possible to miss Christmas? The answer is yes. You can miss Christmas this Christmas season for the same three reasons people missed the very first Christmas. You can have a commercial heart, You can have a callous heart. You can have a closed heart. Having any one or any combination of these three types of heart will result in you missing Christmas. Let's look then first at the commercial heart. This was the problem that the innkeeper had. He had a commercial heart. Now, a commercial heart is a heart that is consumed with the busyness of doing business. <clears throat> Luke 2 records the birth of our Savior. Mary was in the last week of her pregnancy. She and Joseph have to go to their hometown of Bethlehem. Ladies, for those of you who have given birth, can you imagine having to take a trip your last week of pregnancy? would have been great if they had a car like you do or even if there was a limousine that could transport them or or Uber, but there wasn't. They were going to have to either walk or ride, perhaps maybe on a donkey. The distance they were going to have to go from Nazareth in the north to Bethlehem in the south was 69 miles. They have to go because the Roman government has decided to conduct a census for the purpose of taxation. When they arrive in Bethlehem, Mary goes into labor. The Bible says in Luke 2, 7, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. No seclusion, no privacy, no room Uh, At the local Holiday Inn. But they laid him in a manger an animals feeding trough. Can you imagine laying your newborn baby in the same place where the sheep are going to feed, where the cows are going to feed, where the donkeys are going to feed? She did it because there was no place for them in the inn. I want you to notice that phrase, "No place." From the innkeeper's perspective, this is good. Business is booming. He's booked to capacity. After all, if you are an innkeeper, you don't want any empty rooms, and he is living large. Life is good. Or is it really? Being business, being busy rather, with his own business. Cause him to miss the greatest opportunity of his life, to make room for the Savior. No place for them in the end, no place for the Savior. I'm convinced that a lot of people will miss Christmas this season because they are too busy with their own business that they don't have a place for the Savior. Are you too busy to make room for Jesus this Christmas? I'm talking about your schedule, your thoughts, your time, your budget, your plans. Is there room for Jesus in all of that? Or are you so busy with everything else that you don't have a place for Jesus in your life, in your heart, or in your mind? If you find yourself, With a commercial heart, that is a heart that's being consumed with the busyness of doing business, here's what you need to do. You need to stop, and specifically stop filling your life with less important things. Nothing is more important than knowing God himself. I want you to hear God on this. He says in Psalm 46, verse 10, be still and know that I am God. This word know, yada, in the Hebrew suggests three things. We know God by recognition, by recognizing him. You ought to be able to look around you and see the hand of God at work. But recognizing God is not the deepest level of experiencing and knowing God. You ought to know God not just by recognition, but by his reputation. You ought to know what his word discloses and declares about him. You ought to know him because you've investigated it for yourself. But even that is not the deepest level of knowing God. You ought to not just recognize him and know his reputation, but you ought to know him because you have a relationship with him. God in this verse is literally saying to you and me, chill out, slow down, unbusy yourself, and get to know me. When you do, I'm convinced there's a reward. Why am I convinced? Because the Bible says in Proverbs 10, 27, the fear of the Lord prolongs life. In other words, reverence for God adds hours to each day. Some of you have been so busy, you've been running out of time, wishing you had more time to do the things that are on your heart to do, things that may be good, things that might even be noble. But I promise you, when you make time for God, He has a way of redeeming the time for you. Please don't miss Christmas this year because of a commercial heart, a heart that is too busy with the business of doing business that you don't make a place for the Savior. The next reason you and I can miss Christmas is because we have a callous heart. This was the problem that King Herod experienced. He had a callous heart. Now, a callous heart is a heart that is hardened by fear, and fear will cause you to miss Christmas this year. The Bible says in Matthew 2-3 that when Herod heard the news that a Savior was born, that he was troubled. This word trouble literally means shaken with fear. It's a real real polite way that the Holy Spirit describes this man. Uh, What we know from him about scripture is one thing, but there's a lot that's recorded about Herod from secular history. He was paranoid. He was a very crazy, sick, demented man. He was afraid of anybody who might threaten his kingdom. He feared constantly that he might be deposed as king of the Jews. He was not a Jew. He was not a Roman. As a matter of fact, he was an Arab. But the Roman government put him in charge to keep the Jews in check and gave him the title king of the Jews. He was so paranoid of anybody who got close to him that he thought that they might overthrow him. And if he thought that about you, he'd have you killed. He had his wife killed because he thought she might overthrow him. He had his mother killed because he thought she might overthrow him. He had two of his sons killed early on in life because he thought they might overthrow him. He had his brother-in-law killed. Five days before Herod died, He had the rest of his children who were in the area killed because he didn't want any of them to succeed him. He was troubled. He was a maniac. He was paralyzed with fear. Five days before he died, he had all kinds of prominent Jews rounded up and put in prison. He gave these orders. The moment I die, I want you to kill all of them because I know when I die, nobody is going to weep over my death. But when these people die, people will weep. So at least somebody will be weeping on the day that I die. He was troubled. When the wise men show up and say, where is this baby that's to be born king of the Jews? Herod goes ballistic. He is plum crazy, and this fear moves him, according to Matthew 2.13, to go search for the child to destroy him. In attempt to wipe out all of his competition, Herod makes a rule that says, everybody's baby boy in Bethlehem, two years, must be murdered. It was called the massacre of the innocents. He was that strange. He was very, very afraid of Christmas, paralyzed by fear. Beloved, there's good news. You and I don't have that kind of fear. We're not maniacs. We're not paranoid. We're not looking to kill folks. That's the good news. The other news is, is that there are three types of fear that we do have that can cause us to miss Christmas this season. First of all, some of you have a fear of freedom, fear that you will lose your freedom if you completely become sold out to Jesus Christ. In other words, you won't have any control over your life. No control of what you do, no control of what you say, no control over how you even spend your hard-earned money because he wants you to give 10% of it. That fear of that you will lose your freedom will cause you to miss Christmas. Some of you have fear that you won't be able to have any more fun. You can't do fun stuff anymore. You've got a mental image and a picture of God being a heavenly Scrooge who doesn't want you to do this, doesn't want you to have that, and fun is off the agenda for your life. Some of you are fearful that you'll become a fanatic, that you'll be what folk would term as a holy roller or holier than thou, that you have to carry a big Bible and and dote a cross around your neck, fear that you will become a fanatic, which keeps you, From being completely sold out to Jesus Christ. If a heart that is callous with fear is causing you to miss Christmas. Fear of losing your freedom, not being in control. Fear of not having any fun. Fear that you'll become fanatic. Here's what you need to do. You need to listen to the good news of Christmas. I want you to notice at the very first Christmas, the angel announces the news and begins by saying, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. What's the good news? I want you to notice the angel announces it with the phrase, Fear not, beloved. There are more than three hundred sixty-five fear nots in the Bible. God doesn't want you to be afraid of Him. That's why He came as a baby. No one is afraid of a baby. Every adult has the ability to overpower a baby. God enters the world as a baby so that you won't have fear of Him. Not just fear of Him, but fear of condemnation. Fear of God's wrath, or fear of God's judgment. Jesus is the Savior of the world, and God is in the saving business. When this baby grew to be an adult, had launched his ministry, I want you to hear the words of our Savior himself. In John 3.17, Jesus said, For God did not send his son into the world to condemn it, to damn it, to judge it. But he sent the world, his son into the world, in order that the world might be saved through him. God is in the saving business so that we might live life to the fullest. How do I know this? Because this same Jesus tells us, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly, have it to the fullest. Not just merely exist, but truly begin to live life because there is no fear in love. Perfect love casts out all fear and there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. The next type of heart that you and I can have that can cause us to miss Christmas is a closed heart. This is the heart that the religious leaders had. Many of you will need to listen very carefully to me now because if you've grown up in church, this is the kind of heart you need to guard against. A closed heart is a heart that is closed because of familiarity. You can be so familiar with the Christmas story that it doesn't really excite or inspire you anymore. After all, you've heard it all before. You have celebrated Christmas all your life. You know the story, you know the songs, you know the traditions, so you lack the enthusiasm and the whole attitude is literally ho-hum. You can become so familiar with something, it doesn't amaze you anymore. You miss the beauty because you think you understand it, and you take it for granted. You see it, but you don't do anything about it. The mistake of familiarity, having a closed heart, was the mistake of the religious group of leaders at the first Christmas. Let me give you a picture. The Bible tells us that the wise men from the east had seen some kind of star. We don't actually know what it was. They were in the east, and they started heading toward Israel. They had looked up all the prophecies, and they knew that the Savior of the world was to be born in Israel, but they didn't know where. We really don't know where these men came from. They could have come from as far as India or China. They could have come from uh, from Saudi Arabia or somewhere in the Middle East. We don't really know where they came from. But they studied the stars. They paid attention to them. And when they saw something this unusual, they said, let's go and check it out. That's what made them wise because they went to check out the Savior. These men, they go this long journey to some faraway place and arrive in Jerusalem. And they go and ask for a meeting with the king because they're famous kings themselves. Herod entertains them, and so this meeting that takes place, they walk in and they ask him this question, where is the Savior of the world, the Messiah, the Anointed One, the Son of God, where is this baby, the King of the Jews, is supposed to be born? Now, Herod doesn't have the foggiest clue, so he summons all of the scribes and the chief priests, and he calls them in the middle of the night and he asks them to come together. Okay, teach me about this. There's a king of the Jews that's going to be born and he's going to be born here. Where is he going to be born? When is he going to be born? He starts asking all of these questions. The religious scholars knew exactly what he was talking about. They've been waiting for this for hundreds of years. They've been discussing it, debating it, detailing it, dissecting it for hundreds of years. They know exactly what Herod is talking about. They tell him at at his inquiry, when he gathers them and says, where is Christ to be born? They tell him in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet, the prophet Micah. Micah chapter 5, verse 2, a prophecy written 700 years before Jesus was born, studied by the scribes and the chief priests, details known about it, anticipation of its coming. They were not ignorant. They knew exactly where he was to be born. But because they were so familiar, didn't have the oomph or the amazement anymore for them. Ironically, we don't know how far these wise men had to come. We do know that if Jesus was born, by the time they show up, he's a toddler. We know that Mary and Joseph had to travel at least 69 miles But where they are in Jerusalem from Bethlehem is only six miles. But they're so familiar with Christmas, they don't even want to take a six-mile journey. How did they miss it? Beloved, over the years, in anticipation and waiting for the Savior to show up, They started adding all of these traditions, more and more traditions, so that by the time Jesus arrives, people are paying more attention to the traditions than they are to having a relationship with God. kind of sounds vaguely familiar. We have a lot of traditions that surround Christmas, There's Santa Claus, there's Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer, there's Frosty the snowman, and now there's the elf on the shelf. Each year, we keep adding new and new traditions. They're just piling on. We make one tradition after another, celebrating with eggnog, putting up lights, putting up a tree, putting gifts under the tree, seeing the lights in neighborhoods all displayed, A lot of people, educated people, well-meaning people will participate in these traditions not really having any reason why we do it all in the first place. The reason we do it is because God wants to have a relationship with you and you can have a relationship with him. And if you miss that, then you've missed Christmas. The Bible says in Ephesians 4.18, their minds are in the dark because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardness of their heart. Dark mind, a closed heart, so familiar that you miss Christmas. If that describes you, then here's what you need to do. You need to look at the reason why Jesus came. The Bible says in Luke 2.11 For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Out of all the titles that could have been given to Jesus, the one he settles on is a Savior Christ the Lord, putting emphasis on the fact that God is not concerned about rules and regulations. God is not concerned about our rituals. God is concerned about having a relationship with you where he is Lord of your life. And you are in right relationship with God. That's what Christ the Lord means. That he's the go-between us and God, bridging the gap of separation that we might be reconciled to God and in right relationship with him. My prayer for you, beloved, is that you will not miss Christmas this season because you have a commercial heart, a heart that's so consumed with the busyness of doing business or minding your own business that you miss the opportunity to enter into a relationship with the Savior. My prayer is that you don't have a callous heart, a heart that is hardened by fear that keeps you from experiencing a genuine relationship with a God who loves you enough to be in right relationship with you. My prayer for you, beloved, is that your heart will not be closed, closed to the possibility of having a relationship with God because you are so familiar with the traditions of Christmas that you miss the Christ of Christmas. May God bless you.